0: This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, July 29th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning?
0: I'm good. How about
1: you? I'm good. I'm good. We have another live show for Friday morning here. Going to talk lots of DFS for tonight, the 29th. We have a guest again this week coming back for third time? Fourth time? Uh, a number of times. So like uh, Scott Strandberg is joining us this morning as well. Scott, how you doing?
2: I'm doing well, doing well. It's a uh, beautiful rainy morning here. Nice yeah. and cool yeah. for once.
1: R- remind the viewers where you're at. I live in Oklahoma, so we don't get these cool days very often. Yeah. Uh, well, here in, in Portland, Oregon, it's nice and uh, sunny, actually. We have our, our little bit of summer going on right now, so it's not Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, we're doing our live show as we do on Friday mornings, so if you are joining us here, uh, we'd love to get your questions in, in the chat as well, if you'd like to join and let us know, uh, either some comments or questions, we get them live here in the show, um, but Brad, you are also, speaking of things going on today, you're running the Daily Grind again?
0: Yep. Yeah, uh, got our contest going, it's on FanDuel today, uh, it's an interesting slate to work with, mm-hmm. uh, you got the 14 games and... Usually I don't really like the large slates, but today there's so many bad pitchers that it's kind of fun. You've <laughs> got a lot of stack options.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to get to that here in a second. It's going to be a, an interesting one. But um, if you want to play DFS uh, with Brad and other Fangraphs uh, and Rotographs readers, you can uh, head on over there. The link is, you know, on Brad's Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash baseball A-team, pardon me, And, uh, and also in the post, there's a link. You can find it. You can find the Daily Grind Invitational, uh, play with us, uh, on FanDuel. Um, anyway, yeah, let's go ahead and and get into it, because there's a lot here, uh, for Friday the 29th. Not only, you know, 14 games. We're going to skip this Mariners at Cubs one during the day. Doesn't really fit the rest of the Friday slate, but lots of options to go with in the evening. Um, and and we got, we got lots to talk about. There's trade deadline stuff going on, which kind of affects DFS, um, but, but, yeah, let, let's go ahead and dive in. So, Brad, let's start with you at Catcher for Friday. Where do you think you're, you're going to try and go out of your many options?
0: So, the expensive end of the pool, that's Jonathan Lucroy. It's getting a lefty. It's at Miller Park. Uh, the pitchers facing Stephen Brault is uh, interesting. Uh, probably one of the... Better low-price options today mm-hmm. just based yeah. on the minor league track record. Still still a, a risk of complete meltdown, though. So
2: He, he uh, kind of walks everybody, but he strikes out everybody, too. So Yeah,
0: he, he has a bit of a walk problem. I, it, I wouldn't say it's everybody, but it, it could backfire on him. Uh, he also gets strikeouts, so that's interesting. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's yeah. why he's better than most other options. But anyway, yeah. Luke Roy, spacing lefty. We like still,
2: still a great matchup for Luke Roy, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, the... Other two that are really standing out to me, uh, more towards the uh, bargain end on FanDuel, uh, same price as Lucroy on DraftKings, is uh, Evan Gattis, uh, probably the best catcher option in general today, uh, let alone uh, you know cheap on FanDuel like I mentioned. Uh, he's up against Matt Boyd, a lefty who's pretty bad usually. Uh, he, he's been better lately, but better is kind of a relative term. Uh, <laughs> so, still so not very uh, good in general. Mm -hmm. So uh, a good power bet today. Uh, There might be thunderstorms early in Detroit, but I don't think that's really going to affect the uh, game or postpone anything. And then the other guy I'm looking at is Cameron Rupp as uh, a Philly stack that I'm thinking about against Tyrell Jenkins.
2: Yeah, Uh, man. The
0: the thing about the Philly stack is I want to do it. I don't really want you guys to do it because I feel like if more than a few people are doing it, it loses its value. It's so... Low ceiling, <laughs> even against Terrell <laughs> Jenkins.
2: It's also uh, incredibly cheap.
0: Yeah, there is that component, too. You're mostly getting very cheap players. It's going to be a good way to fit in Max Scherzer, if that's what you're thinking about. Right. Uh, right. But like I mentioned, there's a lot of interesting stacks there, and several of those are cheap, so we'll get into them.
1: Yeah, we were talking about, uh, before the show, the, the thing that jumped out to us a little bit about this late is how many remarkably bad pitchers that are going and, and guys to pick against. And one of them we already were talking about is Tyrell Jenkins, who's a little bit of an interesting prospect, uh, for sure, but not doing it in the major league so far. Uh, having some, I was going to say homer issues, but he's just having issues all around. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I like Cameron Rupp. And I think there are there are interesting Phillies to pick from. Um, maybe not a crazy ceiling, but uh, yeah, I, I think there's going to be picks uh, from that lineup all throughout the day. Scott, who, who are you thinking at catcher that Brad didn't mention?
2: Um, I've got another. I've got a really cheap bargain option. Uh, Tucker Barnhart has he's been hitting lately, and he gets uh, he gets to face Edwin Jackson as mm-hmm. a lefty today. And for he's. 2,100 on FanDuel, mm-hmm. so if you need to punt a the position, there's a lot worse place than you can do it uh, mm-hmm. than getting platoon advantage against Edwin Jackson, and Barnard has been hitting.
1: Right, and a lot of people's favorite place to punt is at catcher, and I don't think that's crazy, because even like the ceiling... Well, yeah, of the, absolutely. Yeah, the ceiling right. of the expensive pitchers is alright, like, you know, it can be okay, but, it, you know... it. Pretty popular to go cheap at catcher, you know. Cheap at shortstop, just hope to get some some points there. So, um, and
2: Barnhart could. I mean, I I would I would not mind having a, a red stack against Edwin Jackson today. And Barnhart is really cheap exposure to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think going cheap there, uh, getting in the basement <laughs> there is bad at all. Um, any other catchers for you?
2: Not really. I mean, um, I've got some interest in Sandy Leon just because mm-hmm. he's playing against Tim Lincecum, and yeah. it's really for me, it really is anyone with a pulse against Tim Lincecum today. So uh, I think that Boston lineup's going to
1: score 38 runs off of him. It's going to be nuts. <laughs> I, I wrote down Sandy Leon, too. Uh, he's kind of hit his way into having that job. You know, not, not every day yeah. it's still kind of mixed, yeah. but as long as he keeps hitting, he's still an option. Most people didn't see it it's coming, kinda, but all right, you know. It's,
2: it's kind of the same situation as Barnhart, where it's like, he's been hitting enough that in a matchup this good, I'll roll with
1: it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, I, I like that. Uh, I had that written down. Um, beyond that, I wrote Yasmani Grandal getting Zach Godley. Yasmani Grandal's kind of saved yeah. his season a little bit, not, you know, destroying the ball, but back up to where he should be useful option. And I think the Dodgers going to score runs there. Um, yes. I guess I wrote JT real Muto getting Mike Lee, but that's kind of boring on both sides. It's serviceable, but nothing exciting there at all. Um, just place well, with, D, with With
2: D. Gordon coming back, you kind of wonder
1: where Real Murta is going to be penciled into that lineup now. So I'm kind of interested to see that. But, Less yeah. exciting yeah. if he's not near the top. Um, right. And right. I wrote Brian McCann getting Jayco to Rizzi, but I don't love that either. I mean, it should be fine. Jayco Rizzi struggled, and I still like McCann. Um, one of my, Probably one of my favorite choices well, from the you... Yankees lineup, but I, I think I'm do with on want... one cheaper. What's that?
2: Oh, I was just going to say, do you want a crazy batter versus pitcher stat? This is not my one of the day, but this is a crazy okay. one. You're telling uh, me you have
1: one you're excited about coming up. But this is yeah, not. this is
2: not the one. No, this is this one is about Brian McCann. Uh, career 12 for 23 with three bombs against Jake Odorizzi.
1: Okay, that's enough to at least uh, think about it. We're, we're not big on the batter right. versus pitcher stats, but enough to go, okay. Right, but uh, when
2: you've got three homers and 23 at bats, you're pretty locked in.
1: Yeah. Um, it's in Tampa Bay. I wish we were in New York, and you're going to pay a little right. bit for McCann. If you have the money to put some into catcher, I wouldn't mind going up there a, a little bit. But I, I'm with you. I might be going cheap somewhere if I can. Um, I like the yeah. Tucker Barnhart pick. Uh, Brad, did you have any other catchers we didn't mention?
0: Greg Pop covers it.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's plenty. Um, let's move on to first base. Scott, you want to get us started at first base? What where, where are you thinking there?
0: Uh,
2: well, I mean, obviously Big Poppies. Super, super obvious on a day like today. He gets to play against Tim Lincecum, and, uh, you know, Poppy's been on fire lately. Uh, I really, really like Joey Votto on FanDuel today. He's only uh, 3,900, which uh, is pretty darn good for getting Votto against Edwin Jackson. You're going to hear me say Edwin Jackson a lot today.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, You're also going to hear me say Tim Lincecum a lot today because I would be fine with playing Hanley. Uh, I'm not, like, thrilled about it, but, hey, Like I said, if you have a Pulse and you're playing against Lincecum, you can be on my roster. Right, Um, and
1: and I feel like the Ortiz-Hanley thing, you know, with one lefty, one righty, like, every day one is the preferred one, which, depending on your format, almost makes the other one more interesting against a bad pitcher because mm -hmm. it's non-obvious in that way. Like, I think most people are going to take Ortiz, and they should, but it's not going to surprise you if Hanley runs into one and Ortiz doesn't, you know?
2: Well... And, and they also costs about fifteen hundred less on each site. yeah,
1: so, so um, I, I don't get that. I don't, in a vacuum, think he's going to have a better day, but I'm like, might be a better pick in some situations, you know? I mean, we're all throwing darts, but I I don't think that's crazy to consider Hanley at all. I
0: agree with that thought process from a practical application. I've tried to use it several times, and I'm on the wrong side of it every time. (laughs) I look at it and I say, everyone's going to be on Ortiz today. The matchup's so great. It's a right-hander. I pick Hanley, and he's like 55% up. And... Vice versa, I'll say, everyone will be on Ramirez, it's like a lefty, no one's going to go for Ortiz, or even just a flip side where, like, today, Ortiz costs so much more than Ramirez that maybe right. the price will drive people there. So I'll say, okay, I'll make room for Ortiz, and it turns out everyone owns him. So I, I've been wrong on this every time. I don't sure. know how to handicap it right sure.
1: Yeah, good luck figuring it out, but I I do think both are (laughs) options. I do think you can consider both uh, for your different reasonings. Good luck trying to guess your uh, player pool, uh, (laughs) what they're doing. But, yeah, uh, again, against Tim Lincecum, huge Red Sox lineup. Go nuts, for sure. Uh, Scott, who else are you thinking at first base?
2: I I love Will Myers today, getting Brandon Finnegan. Mm -hmm. uh, Righty versus lefty there. Myers uh, crushes left-handers. Once again, if you want to stack against Stephen Brault, uh, I would not mind Chris Carter. I'm not thrilled about it. I'm, I'm never really thrilled about picking Chris Carter. I don't know. He's just one of those guys where it's like, did. oh, I've got Chris Carter today. All right. Yeah. You know, like, maybe will run it's not. into
0: one. That's what it's thrilling.
2: Right yeah. Not.
0: So it's- yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't hate – if you're coming up with an Astros stack against Matt Boyd, I would not hate Marlon Gonzalez. He's really been hitting. And let's see, on the cheaper end – uh, once again, if you're talking that Philly stack, Tommy Joseph is a pretty cheap option. Um, Adrian Gonzalez, you said you mentioned um, you mentioned Grindahl kind of saving his season. It's kind of in the story for for Agon's lately as well. Uh, he's he's actually been heating up a bit lately, and he gets the lefty versus righty against that Godly. I mean, for 3,100 on FanDuel, you can't hate that. Um, yeah. Matt Adams, another good cheap pick against Urena, however you say that for Miami. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I've never heard of that guy until he got called up. Um, he's, and then, he's uh, yeah. yeah. And then if you want to go really, really cheap, which I don't know why you would at first base, but, and Justin Morneau, uh like 58-year-old Justin Morneau taking on Ricky Nolasco and his, you know, 12.8 ERA or whatever. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't hate that. Yeah. That's about it though. I'm probably I'm probably paying up for, you know, one of those top. I'm probably not paying up all the way for Poppy today, but I'll probably go like in my own personal lineups. I'll probably have one of those like Votto, Hanley, Myers
1: mm-hmm. trio. That's you, probably where I'm going. You mentioned Tommy Joseph, and I think he's a really interesting player. He's coming up. He has plenty of pop you know he's hitting okay prefers the lefties but he's getting Tyrell Jenkins who's just again been so bad that I kind of like doesn't matter like I I like Tommy Joseph against the lefty but I like most anyone against, uh, how bad Tyrell Jenkins has been, so. Yeah,
2: Tyrell, Tyrell Jenkins has allowed 16 walks while striking out 11
1: in his 23 innings. Yeah, it's not, not a good way to start your major league career. Again, I don't think this is a terrible pitcher. He's an interesting prospect who could figure it out one day. He's, but he's just not ready. Nope. Yeah. Not, not so far. Not in those 23 innings. Uh, Brad, who do you like at first base that, that we haven't brought up yet?
0: Well, you've touched upon pretty much uh, the bulk of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph was actually one of the guys I was focusing on, too. I mentioned uh, interest in a Philly stack today. He's uh, on a, a 40 to 45 homer pace. Uh, there's, the average isn't going to be there. There's no real OBP, so he's an all-or-nothing type pick. Uh, against a guy like Jenkins, it's a good choice, a uh, good day to use him uh, because uh, – if any of you had uh, focused in on uh, Eno's article about home run fly ball rates and kind of predicting which guys are able to control that, Jenkins was one of like the bottom five. Uh, it's right there with Chris Young as just someone who gives up way too many balls that should go out of the park. So Joseph, again, uh, a good matchup against Tyrell Jenkins.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, he does prefer lefties, but he still has plenty of pop against righties. And when you're playing daily, I don't really care if you're like a low OBP guy. If I'm looking if I'm looking at a power bat, I don't really care if your OBP is under 300 because I'm playing you for one day,
1: and I want you to hit a homer. You yeah. Know? Right. Yeah, it's that, it's that Chris Carter play, I feel like, yeah. which uh, I also wrote down Chris Davis, and in my mind, baby Chris Davis is Pedro Alvarez, and they both get Marco Estrada and – There are two guys that can go over four, and Marco Estrada is a pretty good pitcher, but he gives up his homers, you know, not as many as he used to. But if you're homer hunting, uh, I think that they are places you can go. You know, I could see them running into one in Toronto. It's not my favorite pick of the day at all, but when you mention that strategy, I'm like, yeah, that's why I wrote down Chris Davis and Pedro Alvarez, just hoping that they get one of those, you know, connect on one of those fly balls, Estrada gives up, and and then it goes somewhere. Um, I wrote down uh, Miguel Cabrera getting Colin McHugh Uh Colin McHugh's gotten a little bit better but Miggy just beat up righties this year quite a bit that I would at least think about it um, and Colin McHugh's better but not so much I'm trusting him in Detroit um, I wrote down Eric Hosmer getting AJ Griffin because Griffin has just struggled with uh, lefties so much that, that I can see that Griffin's actually been pretty good against righties which has been surprising but uh, there, there's definitely been splits there so, it, I, I don't love the Royals lineup, but I, I could see, uh, I could see Hosmer doing just fine. Um, what, Carlos Santana getting Kendall Graveman, cause why not? Kendall Graveman's been so bad that if you want to take, uh, Santana, who's a little uh, bit uh, interesting, they keep playing out near the top of the lineup for whatever reason. Are you, are you not as excited about that?
2: I am getting, a lot less I am officially no longer comfortable stacking against Kendall Graven. Have you seen what he's done in the last month? The dude, he has been lights out. And uh, he's not he's not a good pitcher, so I don't expect that to continue, but yeah. he's at the point he's at the point where like I'm not playing DFS hitters against him, but I'm also not
1: even considering using him as a pitcher in my lineup. He, you know he's what I mean? in that obnoxious gray area in the middle where you're like, oh yeah. no, you're kinda Yeah, of, he yeah. You're kinda of good, but not enough for me to trust you. He's definitely been yeah, better. It's,
2: it's, It's like the Giordano Ventura realm,
1: you know. Uh, (laughs) Looking at his stats, just you're right. It's been good over the last month. His ERA is 4.15, which is not impressive, but that's actually really impressive considering where it was earlier this year. (laughs) I'm like, oh, you must have been really good because bringing all the way down to 4.15, he was real bad. So. Uh I admit I had not been paying that close attention to Kenel Grayvan and and that's interesting. Well,
2: I can't I can't blame you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um the only other name I had at first base that we hadn't mentioned, um, and this is whether you want to talk about him at first base or not, Joey Gallo's been playing some first base and he gets ends in Volquez and he's kind of the ultimate, you know, Chris Davis, Chris Carter, could go over four, could run into one for you type player. Um and there's not a lot of analysis on him other than that. Is he the most boomer bust first base guy? if you're talking about him at first base. Brad, do you like Joey Gallo at all?
0: Yeah, I I was looking at him in the outfield. FanDuel has him there for 2000, mm-hmm. which I think mm-hmm. is well worth the dice throw. Yeah. Uh, obviously there's a high risk of a four strikeout night where mm-hmm. you know, you don't even get contact in play. Uh, but there's also, you know, two homer upside and uh, against Volquez, ground ball pitcher, he's a fly ball hitter. Uh, usually favors the hitter uh, when those Two conditions interact, mm-hmm. so you know, I, I, I don't hate the matchup. I, I thought he would do well against Ventura too, and he didn't. So, uh, you know, that, that's something to keep in mind as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, for two thousand, you're like anything above a zero is fine. You're okay yeah, with getting it's, a zero out of your two thousand dollar guy. So
0: yeah, you, you really don't need much to get a return on that. Yeah.
1: Did you have any other uh, first baseman we hadn't touched on?
0: Uh, I, I think we've. Hit on pretty much everyone who's playable. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, a
1: lot of options at first base, as always. How about second base, Brad? Anywhere uh, you're excited about? I only had a handful of names.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't have a t- long list either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd consider either Rudnett Odor or uh, Profar up against Edison Volquez. Uh, I, I think a Texas stack works, mm-hmm. uh, even though Volquez isn't the most exploitable pitcher. Uh maybe because he's not the most exploitable even. There's so many stackable lineups that Texas might get overlooked, even though they have pretty good offensive potential.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the downside there is Royals still have a fairly good bullpen, and, uh, and in today's realm of baseball, I'm starting to manage bullpens more than starting pitcher. Uh, so, I don't know. It's uh, it's something to keep in mind. Uh, sure. There's an option to go with the, te- the Texas stack or maybe stay away from it. Uh, Also, like uh, we've talked about Phillies and targeting the Braves. I like Cesar Hernandez, and uh, the reason I like him, leads off for the Phillies. So if that stack works, he's going to get his five plate appearances. Uh, Braves are also really terrible at holding base runners. And Hernandez is one of maybe two guys in the Phillies who's really a threat to steal bases and steal multiple bases in the game. Uh, So I like that potential of actually running getting on base a couple times against Jenkins and then, you know, taking one or two bases on the base paths. So, those are some of the main ones I'm looking at. Uh, obviously, you got Jose Altuve at the top end against uh, Matt Boyd, I think. You know, if you have money for that, it's pretty damn exciting. Uh, mm-hmm. You should go ahead and get it.
1: Yeah, I like that. Uh, I, I like both uh, Altuve and Cesar Hernandez given both sides if you can get in, you know. Altuve, that's that's the big money one. Nothing not to like about him getting a lefty, and then yeah, the Cesar Hernandez one I didn't have written down, but but I really like that. Uh, I like leadoff guys and stacks. You know, if you're like, oh, if he if he if things go well for him and for the team, he could be scoring two three runs. You know, not to mention running on the likes of Tyler Flowers or AJ Brzezinski. Um, Scott, who are you thinking about at second base? Who jumps off the page to you? Uh,
2: my favorite pick on FanDuel today is Daniel Murphy because. he, He gets Samarja, who has just unbelievable splits this year. Uh, If you are left-handed and you're facing just Samarja, he has about a 1% chance of getting you out. (laughs) He's been so awful against lefties. So Daniel Murphy's 3,600 on FanDuel today. Uh, he's 5400 on on DraftKings, so I think he's priced himself out of contention for me there. But, mm-hmm. man, any lefty versus Samarja is just gold. I think he, I mean, he, I don't have it pulled up right now. I was looking at it last night. His his WOBA against uh, against lefties is something like 370 this year. Oh, like, it's boy. just insane. It is absolutely off the charts. Uh, and he's been really good against righties still. So it's just because he's been that bad against lefties. So... Go through that Washington lineup, find any lefty you can, and plug them in against Samarjo. So I like that play. Uh, I really like Pedroia against Pedroia is mm-hmm. actually hitting righties quite a bit better than lefties this year. Yeah. Um, and so there's kind of that tricky reverse split pick, which uh, you know might not be as popular. Um, I got two more that are just like, you know, if you're building a Dodgers stack against Zach Godley, which why not? Um, Howie Kendrick... Has been hitting, uh, once again. This entire Dodgers team is kind of resurrecting their season offensively because we're yeah. talking, this is the third guy in three positions that we're talking about who's like, oh, my gosh, he's finally hitting. Um, yeah. And it's a small sample size, but Godley has really, really severe reverse platoons. He has a 383 WOBA against right-handers. So uh, Howie Kendrick is an option, if you, um, of course, only if you're building a Dodgers stack. Yeah. Um and then just one random one I'll throw out, uh, Brian Dozier, uh, I really, Jose Quintana's good, and I mean the Twins do have the ability to put up some damage against lefties, but I usually like to play them against fringy lefties and not good lefties that consistently dominate them like Quintana does, but... Uh, Brian Dozier is the guy in that lineup who has Quintana's number. He kills left-handers in general, and he's got four homers already against Quintana in his career, so, uh, I would think about Dozier just for a one-off, but I'm, I'm not stacking the Twins today.
1: I, I looked at that a little bit, and I was like, man, I like all these Twins guys against lefties, but I'm like, but man. But Quintana's
2: a good one.
1: <sighs> Quintana, like, was always, like, one of my long-time kind of favorite, like, usable, like, guys that you can stream and whatnot, and then when you see something like this where one of your favorite players blows up, you're like... On one hand, you're almost, like, proud, like you're a proud parent. Like, there they go. I always (laughs) knew you were that good. And at the same time, you're like, you're never coming back to me. I can't get you in drafts anymore. You are gone. Like, you are so overpriced now. Um, Yeah, so it's... The RA two nine seven on the air. I I can't pick that many twins against him. I want to. No. I have the weird opposite pride now, where I'm like, man, I like streaming against you too, and like I can't do that. So yeah, um, I like Brian Dozier. Definitely can hit lefties real well. Um, but I'm with you in that kind of like hesitation. Like oh, yeah, against Gantana. Um I didn't really have any second baseman we hadn't mentioned. Um, I, I like uh like I like Pedroia too. Is the other one I, I really liked. He's put on righties and. It's in a good spot and a good lineup to do it. So I think, you know... And the Angels' bullpen is nothing to worry about either. You know, once they chase Linsicum from the game, and they should, they'll get into that bullpen that I'm not scared of at all. So I, I like right. the Red Sox stack uh, as well. Um, Brad, did you have any other guys we, we didn't mention? anybody not leave them behind at second base. Nope.
0: nope, I think we're ready to move off.
1: Cool. All right, so where are you thinking of starting at third base then?
0: Uh, So... It's probably not where I'm starting, but an interesting question: Is this mm-hmm. the night Alex Bregman gets his first hit?
1: I I wrote him yes,
0: down. Yes.
1: yes it is yeah,
0: it, yeah. It, Matt Boyd you you got to think that he can do some damage to him uh, you Matt Boyd's gonna serve one in. up <laughs> yeah and I think it was 383 minor league plate appearances this year 20 home runs uh, I I really like going after Bregman today I think maybe the a uh, lack of hits so far might keep his ownership at a, a reasonable rate, mm-hmm. and that could uh, you know, work in your favor if you end up owning him. It's, yeah, also, we'll keeping his,
2: it's also keeping his price down.
0: So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his price hasn't jumped because of the lack of hits again. Yeah. <laughs> the, right. It is kind of concerning to see that. Um,
2: it's only been, what, like four games, three games?
0: Yeah, four, uh, something four. like he, he's 0 for 9 with a couple walks. Yeah. yeah, Guy is crazy talented. I,
1: I like it a lot. Yeah, he's, he's crazy is. talented. He's going to be a just-fine major leaguer, uh, and Matt Boyd's a good matchup, as well as the Tigers bullpen. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm in I'm in on Bregman there, I agree. Uh, who else do you like at third base?
0: On FanDuel, Nolan Arenado is 3,000, and normally I wouldn't go after Steven Matz or Rockies in general outside of Coors. But I think for 3000 against a lefty who he has the bone spurs, he's been inconsistent since that's come out mm-hmm. as a problem. Uh, it, the price is right for me uh, to give it a shot. If you want someone you know has a ton of power, know can hit lefties and uh, you know doesn't really mind hitting outside of cores. Obviously, his numbers are worse than at cores, but he's still fine on the road. Yeah. Uh, no, is well, a nice choice. He's $300 more than Bregman. I, I, I think that makes a lot of sense to try.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, uh, I, I like that. I, I agree. I have the same little, like, oh, that's a waste from hesitation, and, like, eh, Steven Matz is, you know, g- good, not great, you know, but also he's too talented. He's just, like, an elite third base option that should be just fine, even in that situation. Um, right. Yeah. Who else do you think I, I don't of
0: Michael Franco to continue the Philly stack. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. uh, g- great power bat against a pitcher who allows for runs. Uh, nothing really more to it. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I, I like that for sure. Um, Scott, where are you looking at third base? Well, um, you we've actually not mentioned my – I labeled this as
2: Scott's under-the-radar blue-chip stud of the day. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so my under-the-radar blue-chip stud of the day – is Justin Turner? Okay. Got thirty-six hundred bucks on Fanduel. He's five grand on DraftKings, but still. Mm-hmm. Versus righty against Zach Godley, um, Turner very, very strongly prefers same-handed pitching.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: very strongly prefers getting a righty, and as it turns out, Zach Godley has ridiculously massive reverse platoons. Yeah. So you've got a righty. And Justin Turner, who heavily prefers hitting against righties, and Turner's been hitting the ball out of the park lately. So you got a guy who's a right-hander that loves facing righties against a right-hander who hates who hates pitching to righties. I think that's going to be a really under-owned play, and like that is the perfect storm for you know a two-homer game for Justin Turner.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. It's nice when you see all those splits line up. You're like, this guy gets that guy, and oh, good, circle that one. Right. Back. Yeah. And especially when it's not obvious like that. You
2: know, when you look at the righty versus righty, and even if you know that Turner is really good against righties, it's like, yeah, well, you know, but then you see that Godly has this, you know, un- terrible 383 WOVA against righties, and you're just mm-hmm. like, ooh, man, that matches up. Yeah. Um, so the other ones I had, uh, uh, Jed Jerko on FanDuel Only. Uh, he's 2900 bucks and. Uh, He's been crushing lately. I think he has does he have 7 home runs in the last 9 games? Something like that.
1: I can check, um, for him, but yeah, he's It's been a good.
2: lot. I know it's a lot. And uh, you know, against the uh, Marlins guy, yeah. Urena.
0: Jose Urena. Urena.
2: Yeah. Jose Urena. Yeah. Jose Urena. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I obviously really know I I obviously know a lot about Jose Urena if you guys yeah. have not noticed yet. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, Jed Jerko. I mean, on on on, on DraftKings, they've got him at forty nine hundred bucks, which Whew. seems like they've jacked that a little high. But uh, on FanDuel Draft for Kings
0: twenty. is very sensitive.
2: <laughs> yes, they are. They're touchy. But yeah, on FanDuel for twenty nine hundred bucks, I think that's a great bargain. Um, I also, if you're if you're looking for a Brewers stack, which I'm really not, but if you are, uh, Hernan Perez crushes left-handers, and you get Stephen Ball today, so uh, I think. Perez just went yard uh, mm-hmm. last night, so wouldn't be surprised if he does that again. Sure.
0: Yeah. That's uh, about
2: it for me, but yeah, I love it. My favorites are uh, Justin Turner. I'm really on Justin Turner today. Uh, if I want to save some money, I'm definitely going to go down to Bregman, I believe. Yeah. Uh, also, if you're building a Boston uh, Boston stack, uh, Travis Shaw getting ones to come, why not?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I wrote that, too. Just... Exactly that. The Boston stack, he gets Lincecum, he can handle right. Yes, so it should be fine. Yep. Um, Brad, any other third baseman for you we didn't mention?
0: I don't really see any that are really jumping off the page. Um, yeah. You know, There's always your top-end options like Machado and Donaldson that you can use in any matchup.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I I mean, the only other name I had written down is Miguel Sano getting Jose Quintana, but it's the same hesitation Or I'm like, I don't really want to pick against so the Gintana. I like Sano getting a yeah. lead, but not that much. Um, I don't like that more than going Bregman or Shaw or Franco or Turner. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, and my my whole thing with like picking like one individual player that you like their matchup against that pick, like okay for the Twins today like uh, a Miguel Sano or a Brian Dozier. Uh, like yeah, he could run into one, but there's probably not going to be on anybody on base. You know, there's not going to be a whole lot of runs going around in that lineup. So, yeah. you know, even if he has a great game in a vacuum, his counting stats might not add
1: up too much. Right. Might, might prefer the lesser player in the better matchup, you know, or right. in, in the in the better stack, at least.
0: Yeah, um, Yeah. exactly.
1: All right. On the shortstop, uh, Brad, what do you think in its shortstop for Friday?
0: Uh, so top of the pile for me uh, has actually focused in on uh, Carlos Correa is the expensive one that I'm looking at. And then uh, letimus Diaz is the, uh, or Diaz is the uh, one that I like, who's a little cheaper. How John is letimus
2: How is he so cheap? How is he twenty nine hundred bucks? I
0: don't, I don't know what's happened with that. FanDuel. We mentioned DraftKings is very sensitive with their pricing. Like, FanDuel is like. A, I have no idea what informs their pricing.
1: So
2: seriously, that, like yeah. that, he's been really good all season. And I I've, looked at it, and I was like, man, is he slumping lately? Like, why is his price no, down so not, far? He's and no he's slumping. not slumping at all. He's playing he's, great. He's still
0: back in second. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No. I, I've noticed that FanDuel's been trying to be more sensitive to matchups and parks lately. And I don't think they're... It, it seems like they're almost doing it manually, like just someone on the back end saying, Okay, let's adjust all these prices up to five hundred dollars. It says, Do Oh, it, if he's in
1: Miami, take him down and it's Yeah,
0: it, it's not applied uniformly and it's just like it's it's pretty random. Yeah. Like w- one day a few weeks ago, the uh, Reds were playing uh, Jake Arrieta and so they just they bumped Joey Votto and Jay Bruce and Adam Duvall down to twenty two hundred. And it's like, okay, well, I guess I have to stack against Jake Arietta today. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that actually worked out. <laughs> so yeah. that, was, uh, that was a funny day. So, you're anyway, all in, you're all you're in on
1: Aledmos Diaz on FanDuel, though.
0: Yeah. Oh, love, me too. Love yeah. his, he, he's such a high floor, high ceiling guy. And, you know, the park's not great, but it's not terrible either. <laughs> God, and at <laughs> it, that it, price, at it's that, not, that price, it's so. still score runs. It just depresses your uh, power numbers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Uh, who else do you thinking at shortstop? Uh, I
0: I don't mind Trevor Story for the same reason as mm-hmm. Nolan Arenado. He's three thousand again on FanDuel, which at price you can make this gamble. Uh, he's a guy uh, more of the uh, Chris Carter mold as opposed to Arenado, where you know it's not steady production, but when he hits, it's it's pretty damn good. Yeah, and uh I, I don't think you really even have to worry too much about matchups with him. Uh, it's just a matter of you know, kind of pure luck. Some days he's getting everything and some days he's, you know, striking out all over the place. He's improved a lot over the season, even though it's uh, a little hard to see in the numbers. He's made a lot of adjustments. Uh, it's made me pretty excited about his future, just in terms of seeing him make those adjustments, um, you know, imagining those uh, trending out to the future as well. And then, uh, mentioned going after guys in that, uh, that uh, Dodger stack. Corey Seager is pretty exciting tonight. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned the reverse splits. I, I investigated them for the Daily Grind, and what I found was godly strikeout and walk rates against righties, they're pretty good. It was like right, nine, yeah. nine and two walks per nine. He has more walks than strikeouts against lefties. So, and plate discipline numbers like that, it's usually where I look as soon as I see, like, weird splits. And right. if you see... A guy walking more than striking out, even if he's putting up good numbers now against lefties, he's not going to continue doing that. Yeah. It's right, just, and I, it's not sustainable.
2: I wasn't saying that as to mean that I'm not playing lefties against Godley. Yeah. Right.
0: I was, right. I was, right.
2: yeah, I was saying that like anybody, you're good. There are
1: <laughs> reasons to be excited about both sides of the plate against that Godley. It feels like yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and Corey Seager is such a stud already that I, I yeah, trust he really him in most matchups. Where I'm like, yeah, he's gonna. He's, I just believe in that almost more than I'm down on Godley. I'm, I'm just on Seager. His
2: numbers against righties this year are just
1: nuts. Oh yeah, he's he's been great. And then the minor leagues, he handled lefties. I don't think he's gonna have right. terrible splits in the majors or anything. No, I'm I'm yeah. all on on Corey Seager. He's gonna be fine. Um, Scott, who are you thinking about at shortstop that Brad didn't mention?
2: Uh, if you want to do if you want to do your Red Sox stack and you got some money to spend, Xander Bogarts does prefer lefties, but man, it's not to come. Who cares? Uh, and then uh, Jonathan VR, uh, getting the lefty brawl. Uh, he VR is a switch hitter, but he does strongly prefer left-handers as far as his actual hitting goes. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan VR looks good today. Um, and then I've got a DraftKings value pick. Uh, Danny Espinosa is I mean you can pick him on FanDuel too. He's twenty six hundred on FanDuel, twenty seven hundred on, on DraftKings. So I love that price point on DraftKings especially. But um once again, you get that platoon advantage against Samarja. Uh, just play it. Anybody. Yeah. Any anybody batting from the left from the left side against Jeff Samarja, I don't care if it's in the same thing. He's gonna give up everything to left handers. So yeah. play it.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Jonathan VR, who to me feels like, uh, even more so than Katana, like that old sleeper of mine, where I'm like, man, I used to be one of those few guys in on VR, it was so sneaky, I liked him, and then he blows up, and part of me is like, see, he told you, and part of me's is like, I can't afford you anymore now. Like, he's just, he's become great, he's so good, uh, which is great to see, and I, I love this pick against Steven Brawl, I am picking VR lots of days, but especially against lefties, so...
0: Dr yep. was my steals pick for the daily grind, like, every day for the first month and a half of the season, so I was finally <laughs> owned enough. Yeah. Every day I was just saying, pick him up. Yeah. Do it. yeah. You yeah you, you,
1: you, me, and Matt did uh, our preseason show to start the year, and I was like, who's your sleeper guy for the year that you think you might end up using a lot, and you know i'm I'm you know tooting my own horn here, but I was like, yeah, I like v r he'll be a fun sneaky guy, and now it's like i he's just he's a mainstay you know can't afford guy
2: he's uh, he's not even sneaky, he's just fun
1: yeah he he's the Brewers team for being pretty bad, the Brewers are really fun, they run a lot, they strike out a lot they uh they hit there's some power there there's interesting guys all up and down the brewers in some places uh for now for now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
2: let's talk next week, and that might not be true
1: anymore. <laughs> I'm not saying I wish I were a Brewers fan, but it's a it's an interesting team for sure. Um, yeah, Brad, were there any other shortstops for you before we move on?
0: I Think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we we can move along. I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of options there. Um, all right, in the outfield, uh, I started with uh, you can think about George Springer getting Matt Boyd. George Springer loves lefties; should be just fine there in Detroit. Um, I wrote, basically, Cardinals outfielders against Urena. If you want Matt Holliday or Steven Piscotti especially, they're going to do just fine. I don't care that it's in Miami. Uh, they're both plenty talented in Jose Urena. He, he has a few starts under his belt. He's mostly a swing man, and he's not doing great in the bullpen or starting, so it's going to be fine. Um, I wrote down uh, Phillies outfield, and it's fun when I get to write just the stack, but Phillies outfield gets Tyrell Jenkins. Odubel Herrera, we know, is a stud and I'll do just fine. Cody Ashey is down in the lineup but has been okay. Aaron Althair is back. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right, but um Aaron Althair he's... is back and he's was great before and now he's healthy again and already has a homer and going to become uh... an interesting pick soon. Uh Scott, what you got on Aaron Althair? Oh,
2: I have I have Althair labeled as my insane value play
1: okay. of the day. Uh, cuz yeah, he's he's a must play today.
2: Dude, he's yeah, he's bare minimum on FanDuel, you know, facing Tyrell Jenkins. Elthar actually prefers right-handed pitching. And like you said, he already blew up last night in his first game back. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. for the absolute bare minimum. God, that Philly stack is so cheap. I love it.
1: Yeah, this is uh, one of those things where I just don't think the pricing has caught up to him yet because, you know, he has just come back. He had his first game back. He homered. Yeah, he's going to be a part of that stack. Again, he was good before. It was kind of a bummer that he was hurt for most of this year. But now he's back. Yeah. Are, are you all in there, Brad? On Aaron Althair?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I have reservations about him as a player, but for 2,000 with this matchup and a
2: it's, it's you know, stack to that we
0: think is going to produce a lot of plate appearances, it's it's pretty obvious play. Yeah. And then I mentioned with uh, Cesar Hernandez the uh, base running opportunities. Uh, Althair actually has some speed. He could take a base. Oh yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. He could he could steal 20 bases someday. I wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me at all if he yeah. did that in a season.
1: Yeah, interesting player there. So, yeah, I like all the Phillies, but he he might be the the most interesting one. Um, I wrote Nomar Mazzara getting Edinson Volquez. There's not usually much exciting picking, either picking Edinson Volquez or picking against him, but but I think uh, Nomar would be just fine. Um,
2: Does Edinson Volquez kind of just, like, is he the guy that just embodies that, man, the Royals are annoying to pick against notion?
1: Kind of, yeah.
0: Because yeah, like,
2: <laughs> he's he's hardly ever just like abjectly terrible, but he's also very rarely good.
0: Yeah. yeah so, the, the Royals are a DFS black hole. You yeah, they really are. I, yeah, can't I, pick I, them they're they're, they're no bed. fun. They yeah, are no they, fun. You can't really use their lineup because it's not productive, but right, they don't yeah. To use pitchers against them. Exactly. Yeah. I, thought about that. I wrote
1: down <laughs> Nomar Mazzara, and I'm like, he hits righties, he's a t- talented guy, should be a fine matchup, he's really, but I'm he's also really like... He's today, isn't he? And I just was like... Yeah, I, he's,
0: he's trying to run around the battle. Uh, my, my reservation with Mazar, he's... What I've kind of started calling him is uh, Christian Yelich without speed, because he hits a ton of ground balls, mm-hmm. and... Volk has been a ground ball pitcher, I think yeah. going to hit a ton of ground balls, and that's just going to be the day for him. And yeah. that's yeah. not really that exciting from a DFS perspective.
1: Yeah, they can go through the holes, you might get some singles, and you're like, okay, whatever. But
2: then once that bullpen gets in there, it doesn't matter anyway, so, you know. yeah,
1: So, playable guy, but not that interesting. Um, I wrote down, of course, Red Sox outfield. The exciting ones are Mookie Betts and Jackie Bradley Jr. getting Tim Linscombe. Um, I wrote Jack Peterson is my favorite Dodgers outfielder. Getting Zach Godley yeah. again. Look at the stats. How you'd like to figure out why? But the point is that Zach Godley's bad and Jack Peterson's good. Yep. Free- Back to the Reds. We skip the Reds infield because they mostly prefer lefties. Um, but when you get to the outfield, you know uh, Adam Duvall and Jay Bruce can hit righties, and they should be fine against Edwin Jackson. It's in Petco, but I don't care. Scott, you like Jay those guys? Bruce?
2: Jay Bruce is almost hard not to play on Fanduel today. He's still he's still priced really well. He's under four thousand. He's at thirty nine hundred bucks. He gets the lefty versus righty against Edwin Jackson, and God, I love any bat against Edwin Jackson today. Bruce has six homers in his last five games. Uh, there's really nothing about that pick to not like at all. Like I, I love Jay Bruce today, and yeah, I think the other Reds outfielders are good. You know, Billy Hamilton, has been stealing so many bases lately. Like I don't, I still don't believe that he's a good hitter, but I, I don't care. I just yeah. don't care because he's stealing so many bases, um, and yeah, Duval. Uh, is another totally, totally useful pick, yeah. for sure. Especially uh, on FanDuel. His price is 3100 on FanDuel. That's very cheap for a
1: Yeah, for a guy that can easily run into one. Um, and my last outfielder I wrote down is Matt Kemp gets uh, Brandon Finnegan. There's yeah. a lot of Padres that hit lefties that I kind of like. We didn't talk about, like Derek Norris or Younger Salarte and all those guys, but Matt Kemp is the one with the crazy splits. All he's doing is swinging out of his shoes this year, uh, especially against lefties, and would not shock me at all if he runs into one against uh, Brandon Finnegan. So that's a boomer bus guy, but, yeah. but he can do it against lefties. Um, Brad, who do you like in the outfield that I did not uh, talk about?
0: Uh, so uh, I'll steal this one out of Scott's pocket. There's Bryce Harper up against Marja, <coughs> <Justin Archer. laughs> sure. And if you're going by Scott's rules of any lefties, uh, Ben Revere is also in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. occasionally useful, a uh, guy who... Will be very scarcely owned. I think that's the upside to thinking about a, someone like Revere Is uh, just ownership rate should be almost non-existent. Yeah, uh,
1: well, and Bryce Harper has been slump, quote unquote, slumping. Are you worried about
2: this? by Bryce by Bryce Harper standards, he's slumping. Yeah. But I mean, there's
1: no worry for me there at all.
2: It's Bryce Harper. I don't. It doesn't concern me, and especially for daily games when you have a matchup like this, like lefty Bryce Harper against righty Jeff Samarja, and he's under four grand on FanDuel. How often do you get to play Bryce Harper for less than four grand? Yeah. Never. So yeah, today's and, your day.
0: And I think that would be my point too. Uh, I have concerns. But they've adjusted his price so that you know those are
1: you know, alleviated. Yeah, balance. I feel like yeah. he has one of the highest ceilings in DFS because he can, as much as anybody, just show up with a multi-homer game out of nowhere. Like it's not going to shock anybody at all. So, yeah, no. Yeah. And this is the this
2: is the matchup to do it in.
1: Yeah. Okay. I like that. Uh, who else do you like in the outfield, Brad?
0: I like Gregory Polanco as a one-off against uh, Junior Guerra, who's it's a pitcher I like. A mm-hmm. uh, splitter ball guy, though, you know, sometimes those splitters get left up, and when that happens, they get hammered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Polanco, good hitters park, uh, Miller Park for power. Um, you know, if he gets a hanger, he could send it deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's. I'm not really looking to use a pirate stack against him, but I, I would consider using Polanco by himself.
2: Garrett, I me, mean, is another one of those guys who's not good enough that you'd ever want to use him in your own lineup, but you also just can't stack against him.
1: I've liked him in some matchups. It's not with full confidence, but he gets enough strikeouts to be a little bit interesting. But I agree. He's kind of near that that middle ground that's uh, a little iffy.
0: It feels like Chris Davis leads the league in multi-homer games. I I don't know if that's true, but it feels like it should be. Yes. And uh, another one yesterday. uh, He's up against Trevor Bauer today, who has looked better this year, but has his clunky outings and... Chris Davis, he, he's not really park-constrained at all. So while progressive field's bad for righty power, I'm not worried about using Davis, per se. Uh, he, he's a pure upside play. You know, you're hoping for an R-multi-homer game. If you don't get it, it's probably because he went for 4 4 yeah. and kind of ruined your lineup. <laughs> it's uh, That's kind of how DFS is these days. you got to take a lot of gambles.
1: I, I saw, speaking of Chris with a K-Davis, who's been awesome, I saw on baseball reddit, which came from high heat stats on Twitter, that Chris Davis with a C and Chris Davis with a day, whoops, sorry, Chris, Cav- Chris Davis with a K, boy, the Chris Davises <laughs> over the last 365 days, the last calendar year, they both have 45 homers, 143 hits, 111 RBIs. Exactly. Oh Which is, <laughs> one is a weird, one is a weird anomaly, just that they would have the same number of home runs, hits, and RBIs for the right. last calendar year. Also, the point is, Chris Davis with a K has been awesome. I think that's yeah, yeah. also I was pointing out. 45 homers in the last year, 111 RBIs. I mean, very streaky player. They're both very streaky. So it's kind of, I don't know. That's a weird, weird anomaly for two guys that are, you know, separated by a C and a K. <laughs> But um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to. One, that, that's fun and weird. But two, Chris Davis with a K, all of a sudden a crazy, you know, low OBP guy for sure. Uh, Whiffs oh, yeah. a lot. But, you know, in, in these games, you're just looking for that upside on that big day. I think Chris Davis got to talk about. And so uh, are you thinking about him against uh, Trevor Bauer?
0: Yeah, it's, it's an option. I think it's one that'll mostly fly under the radar, even though the mm-hmm. upside's pretty intense. I tend to find him sneaking into my lineup as a my last pick pretty often mm-hmm. uh and i'm just you know, i'm sitting on 32 33 hundred dollars and I'm trying to figure out who i want to spend that on and i can you know make a stack deeper with someone who's pretty fringy or go for Davis and hope he gets two home runs yeah I, I've, I, been, I, uh, I've been i've like been shooting that. for the home runs lately <laughs> yeah
1: i like that for sure any other outfielders for you
0: uh, you can go ahead and try cole calhoun or mike trout up against rick you know, it's another situation where, you know, maybe with all these crappy pitchers out there today, uh, people forget that, you know, Purcell usually allows a few runs. Uh, Calhoun and Trout could be the ones who supply them. Uh, more one-off type picks to me mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, guys who should be, you know, less popular than their talent.
1: Sure. Sure, yeah, again, there's so many bad pitchers that picking against a, maybe not a good one, but a decent one is a, an interesting option uh, where a lot of people might not be going. Um, Scott, who do you like in the outfield that we haven't gotten to? Uh,
2: love Ryan Braun today, if he plays. Uh, he was a late scratch yesterday. I forgot the reason. Um, it didn't seem like anything to... Tightness. Okay, well, scratched for tightness. Um He's-
0: his his entire right side was tight apparently. Like, I, I guess. I guess.
2: Um so yeah, if he if he plays today, that's a great matchup. Braun just dominates left handers and you mm-hmm. get Stephen Frault. Um, so I think that's a great pick. Like Adam Eaton is kind of a mid range price. Once one of those guys that like if you're sitting on like thirty three hundred bucks and like, God, who do I spend this on? Like you know, Adam Eaton against Ricky Nolasco. I mean, who who doesn't like playing lefties against Ricky Nolasco? Who doesn't like playing bats against Ricky Nolasco, sure. like, there's so there's so many bad pitchers today that we barely even mentioned Ricky Nolasco, how amazing, like, that is so telling of how many bad pitchers there are today, and then, yeah, you mentioned the Boston outfield, but if you want the cheap part of that, Brock Holtz is still under three grand on FanDuel, and, uh, you know, lefty versus right against Lincecum. Got you know, there's a lot to like about that, mm-hmm. so, gotta make sure he gets in there, of course, but... That's yeah, about it for the outfield. I think we covered really yeah, well. Yeah, plenty
1: of them. All right, let's get into pitchers because there's a bunch. There's a lot of bad ones. Um, some of them you <laughs> can pick in a GPP sense, just trying to hope they'll luck into them doing something good. But there's actually some interesting uh, good pitchers here as well. Um, Brad, where are you thinking to start uh, on the pitching side, uh, guys you might actually pick in DFS? Uh,
0: well, so the guy gotta mentioned Max Scherzer, uh, mm-hmm. obviously the uh, gold standard of the day. Uh, he's priced as such, uh, almost 2,000 more than anyone else on FanDuel and, uh, you know, similar on DraftKings, uh, just standing all by himself. He's actually 3,000 more than anyone else on DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, so, it's a solid matchup. The Giants aren't really a scary lineup. Uh, you got AT&T Park there too, which, you know, helps him to avoid home runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also don't strike out tons. That might take away a little bit from his, uh, you know, 20 strikeout upside. Still, it's a solid matchup for him. Yeah. Uh, I, if you have the money, I don't really see any reason to stay away unless you think he'll be too popular. Right. Uh, that also means you're you're going to have to be chasing pitchers who might be able to outperform him. Uh, it's not really a good day to you know, try to go with, I don't know, like a Tyler Chatwood who you're aiming for 30 points on FanDuel out of and you know, hoping the rest of your lineup clicks. Uh, there, there's enough stacks out there that someone's going to put a Scherzer lineup together with, you know, the top hitters too. Uh, so if you want to be a Scherzer lineup, you're going to have to beat Scherzer himself. Uh, guys who can do that, I think uh, Vincent Velasquez, a good option against the Braves. I'm a yep. little concerned with the way the Phillies are managing him though, since his injury. I'm not sure they'll let him go, you know, the full distance like he did against the Padres way back in the beginning of the year uh, with that, uh, a huge outing of his, uh, but that's really what you're hoping for, a big outing, uh, where he goes seven plus innings, um, 10 strikeouts, uh, and a win. Uh, he, he's probably still my best bet for beating Scherzer, uh, just cause that Braves lineup's so weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, also like Quintana and Porcello as guys who, you know, most days they're kind of just standard, you know, run the mill, uh, core players. Uh, they'll, they'll get you here. 30 points on FanDuel or you know, upwards of 40. Uh, but they have their games where they go complete games, uh, put up a 60 point total, and that's what you're hoping for today. It's one of those complete game days. Uh, both matchups are fine for them. Uh, the twins are you know, a, a decent lineup. Uh, as we've mentioned throughout the podcast, they have the ability to do some damage, but they also roll over and die a lot. So. Mm-hmm. There's uh there's strikeout potential there. There's complete game potential. Uh, he's one of the guys who could beat Scherzer. And uh, Porcello's got the Angels, who it really just feels like you have to avoid a couple guys: Trout, sometimes Calhoun, sometimes Pujols. And if you do that, uh, you're, you're cruising to a pretty easy outing.
1: Yeah. My my thing about the Angels is similar to my thing about the Giants is just that they don't strike out. Um, and it's I'm not that worried about Scherzer because he's Scherzer, and I feel like he can strike out anybody. Um, but as a team, the Giants are third fewest in the league in strikeouts. I also think that the Giants are so broken that you have to remember that maybe a lot of guys in the lineup on this day may not be the ones that have put up these stats for the year. You right, um, right. That's right. how I feel about the Royals, where you're like, look, it's just not the same Royals team anymore, you know, um, that that we were worried about facing before. So I'm not as worried about Scherzer, but the Angels, and I, I just found this out like a week or two ago and it blew my mind, they are the lowest, the fewest strikeouts in baseball, and it's by a lot. Um, they have 602 strikeouts. The Athletics have 685 in second. That's a big gap. So I'm not worried about Porcello going to going to Anaheim, but the ceiling is not as much there for me. I said this a week ago on our last live show, and it was Lance McCullers. Then he went out and struck out 10 Angels and immediately made me look like a liar. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm not staying away. I'm just thinking twice. Um, that said, I, I agree that the Angels aren't that good. And so I think he could have... It's one of those things where I think the the start will be fine, but the ceiling just isn't there for me as much. Um, but but again, I was wrong last week, and I like the matchup, and I like the run support. I like the, the good chance of getting a win. You know, I like the Porcello pick. I'm just uh, a little nervous about my expectations from it, though. Um, Brad, you, you mentioned Chatwood. Did you like that matchup for him in New York, or are you worried about it?
0: Uh, on a different day, I'd... Not be too concerned, but as I mentioned, I feel like you have to come up with a way to beat a normal Scherzer outing, mm-hmm. and Chatwood doesn't really provide too many routes to that. Sure, uh, he he's also just kind of like a weird pitcher to follow. Like his last outing, he allows one hit, walks eight, six strikeouts, ends up with a good point total, but yeah. walks eight against the Braves is kind of crazy. Yeah, and Allen uh, before that, he went three innings, one strikeout. Eight hits. So there's more downside than upside here. Yeah,
1: his last three in Colorado haven't done so well. He's one of those guys early in the year we liked on the road. I'm bringing it up because uh, it's my field of streams pick. So not the same as DFS, not looking for the ceiling as much as looking for an okay outing. And I I have him uh, on the road in New York. Um, But but I totally get what you mean. Like trying to pick a streamer for regular fantasy can be much different than trying to pick uh, in DFS where you're looking for the ceiling. And so I, I can see that uh, for sure. Um, what do
0: you think about uh, Marco
1: Estrada getting the Orioles?
0: He's one of the ones that I think maybe has a shot to be a, a top pitcher today. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly I'm looking for guys who can throw a complete game. Estrada can. Uh, he doesn't get there too often, uh, but he does. It's happened. And uh, like Quintana and Purcell, he's a pretty high floor guy too. Uh, the, the match against the Orioles always concerns me, but they tend to have off days too, and when they do, they strike out a lot. Mm -hmm. So there's potential there. It's not my my favorite matchup uh, to look at, but I I think you can definitely go for it. It should be not terribly popular
1: either. Yep. Um, Scott, uh, who'd you like a pitcher that we haven't talked about? Anybody sticking out to you?
2: Um, I'd consider playing uh Kentomeda against uh, Arizona. Arizona is not that impressive on the road and uh, you know, if you're in a fan duel and you need that twelve points for the win, uh, Kent is pretty much a slam dunk for that against Zach Godley. Um, so I-, I think he's a useful option today. You know, not my favorite, but uh, uh, you know, he's another one of those guys who he can pitch deep, he can get strikeouts. You know, um, and yeah, every, the D-backs on the road uh, don't really scare me. Uh, and then let's see, uh, I, w- I would consider using, I would consider using Trevor Bauer. I think he's another one of those guys. He's so boomer bust against a lineup like Oakland, yeah. but um, you know, if he's if he's on, he could really pile up some points. Um, other than that, the only one I really wanted to talk about was uh, Stephen Brault, and this is not for FanDuel purposes. This is for DraftKings only, where you have to roster the two pitchers. If you're on DraftKings today, I really, really like the combination of Max Scherzer and Stephen Brault because Stephen Brault costs $4,100 on DraftKings, which is just unbelievably low. I think it's, is, I think it's $100 above the DraftKings minimum for a pitcher, yeah. and... He has control issues, as we mentioned, and I mean, obviously, we like a lot of the Milwaukee hitters against him, because he's a lefty, and they do hit lefties pretty uh, better than they hit righties, and also, you know, it, you know, he's not that impressive, but one, one thing I'm looking out for today is, if Ryan Braun is out of the lineup again, I like Steven Brault a whole lot more, um, and secondly, he's got control issues, but... Uh, He's got 16 strikeouts in his last two starts in Triple A. He went six innings in each of those starts and averaged eight strikeouts in each of those outings. Mm-hmm. So, he really has some upside for an absolute bare minimum salary. So yeah, like I said, I, I'm not playing him on FanDuel. I'm not. I'm not spending 6,400 dollars and making Steven Brault my only pitcher. I'm not doing that. But if you're playing Max Scherzer on DraftKings and you need somebody to pair up with him,
1: I mean, they're.
2: There's some upside there. He he can pile up some strikeouts.
1: Do you want to know why I'm all in there, uh, at least as an option, is he's facing uh, the Brewers, and the Brewers are the number one team in strikeouts on the year at 963 yes, ahead of the Padres, ahead of the Astros, obviously ahead of everybody because they're, they're first. They just they strike out <laughs> all day. Um, and yeah, this is one of my new favorite stats to look at is, is team strikeouts, just in terms of pitching matchup. Yeah. And so, yeah. this guy can strike people out. He has the best matchup for strikeouts. Uh, it's a team that can be pretty boom or bust. Uh, I, it's probably for more of a GPP play where you're just looking for the crazy ceiling, but, and the floor is low. He could blow up on you for sure, but, uh, I'm super interested there. I agree. And especially for that yeah, crazy price. Yeah, especially.
2: Yeah, on, on on yeah, like I said, on Fanduel I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not playing Stephen Belt as my one pitcher, but in, mm-hmm. on two pitcher sites, you've got to give him a wild card look because he's he's a hell of a value and he does he does have the upside that yeah. he's not gonna he's not gonna go deep. That's yeah. the thing is like you're hoping for like five innings, maybe he gets six, you know, but he could also have eight strikeouts
1: by the time that's over. So yeah. you could get your good your secondary points, choice. For sure. Uh No, I, I like Stephen Brawler. I'm glad we got to talk about him there in that matchup for him. Um, you picked some guys against Samar, some just some lefties, but are you considering him against the Nationals in general? Nope. No? Too scared <laughs> of that split? That's fair. Hard no. that's okay.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm just too scared of the fact that he's gotten shelled every single time he's pitched lately. That's sure. what I'm afraid
1: of. that's a, That's a good reason to not pick a guy. Um, <laughs> the only other, I mean, I
2: lo- it is, it is, you know, it, it does seem like a good situation for him because like he, his, his weakness is against lefties and he's at home, which AT&T Park is one of the abs you know, the total lefty power killer. Mm-hmm. I still don't care. I'm still yeah. stacking any lefty against him and I, I think it's going to help, be- it's going to help those guys be underowned, I think, yeah. because people will look at Bryce Harper and be like, ooh, he's only four thousand dollars and then they'll be like, Oh, but at San Francisco it kills lefty power. I don't care. He could yeah. have five doubles today, you know? Like even if he doesn't get one over the wall, there's so many extra base hits to be had for lefties against Samarcha. Yeah, not 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 um, just Samarja out there. He he's re- the- he's he's weirdly expensive too, if I remember right. Like he he costs way more than he should. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, one quality start in his last six outings. Man yeah, alive, quality dude. Quality starts aren't everything, but that's not much. He's been... No,
2: and, and who's, who's spending $8,200 on FanDuel for that? Yeah. Uh, you know, let's see, on, on DraftKings he is... 8800 Yeah, who's spending that kind of money on Jeff Samaritan? Yeah. Not, Too not much. me. I mean, I guess somebody
1: is. Yeah. Um... Only other guys that, that I thought might mention. Um, Mike Leake goes to Miami. Mike Leake is the ultimate boring pitcher. Doesn't have much of a ceiling. Um, I mention it because Matt is taking him in the Field of Streams contest. He's 49% owned. He's right on the bubble. Um, again, not a great DFS guy because the strikeouts and the ceiling aren't quite there. Um, but, uh, it could be fine as a streamer. And then, Brad, I want to ask you, are you thinking about Stephen Matt's at home against the Rockies? I know Rockies on the road is always a little bit intriguing, but also scary. Uh-
0: I'm worried about Matts these days. Yeah, yeah you can do it, and if yeah. I knew Matts was healthy, I'd be all in on it. Uh, yeah, I have mm-hmm. no problems with taking the Rockies on the road and going against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with with Matts kind of looking shaky, I'm, I'm not too comfortable yeah. with. Did you? You know, I. Oh, I, I was just saying. For... Short outings too. Yeah. Yeah, so that's
2: cool. what I was gonna say. Matts, Matts. Matz is recording tons and tons of short outings. He's pitched into the seventh inning twice in his last ten starts.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
2: great. Uh, also, yeah, not comfortable with the health, and he is just severely
1: overpriced.
2: Uh, on FanDuel, he is your second most expensive pitcher of the day behind Scherzer. Yeah. you got to spend 9700 bucks to get Steven Matz to get a possibly... in. $9, hundred ninety seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, on DraftKings, you're looking at eighty five hundred. Right. So won't
1: that's go that more that, the that's... Rockies. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. Like, I man, who like yeah. second second most expensive pitcher on the slate? Like it, you know who priced that? I don't yeah.
1: know. <laughs> so Brad, did you have any uh, other pitchers that we didn't mention? Uh, I don't, I think we've hit them all. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think. Did think we, do,
0: do we talk about Junior Garrett at all? We uh,
1: not, <laughs> not that much though. I mean, he gets. I like him. He gets strikeouts. He gets the Pirates. The Pirates don't really scare me much. Do, you, do they scare you?
0: Yeah, he he he's a guy that could get to fifty plus vandal points. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: So being in the range of Max Scherzer, even though he costs a lot less. Yeah. Uh, the, the Pirates they have a mid-tier lineup. It's not a hitter's park. It's not ideal, but. I'm not afraid of using
1: him. Right. As much as we like Stephen Brault, it's not going to shock anybody if the Brewers blow him up. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Bra- Brault's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, we wouldn't yeah. say that he's a <laughs> a confident pick by any means. I
2: mean, yeah. Like on on DraftKings for bare minimum pitcher price, he's a fantastic second pitcher cho- second yeah. pitcher choice. But that doesn't
1: mean. That doesn't mean yeah. I necessarily love the matchup for him. Yeah. I mean, he, he could get rocked. There's yeah. definitely a chance of that. So so Junior Guerra is interesting. Um, okay, that should about do it for us for all the Friday picks. Uh, Scott, did I miss your uh, your hitter versus pitcher stat of the day? you're excited about
2: oh my god yeah oh thank you for reminding me that's wonderful uh so we were talking about how terrible uh uh matt boyd is and how you know there's a lot of options for really good houston stacks today uh i wanted to illustrate this is my completely ridiculous batter versus pitcher stat of the week uh matt boyd is so bad that colby rasmus is two for two off of him this year, which, I mean, that's amazing for Colby Rasmus to even hit two singles off (laughs) a lefty, but Colby Rasmus, two for two, two home runs against Matt Boyd this year, so, (laughs) now, as it turns out, those are the only two home runs that Rasmus has hit against lefties all year, he has two home runs, they both came off Matt Boyd in the same game in back-to-back at bats, all right? As is, Rasmus is hitting 167, 263, 288 against lefties, so that's a 551 OPS. Okay. If Matt, if Matt Boyd did not exist, Kobe Rasmus's slash line against lefties this year would be 141, 243, 172, for a 415 OPS. So to wrap things up, two at bats against Matt Boyd added 136 points to to Colby Rasmus' season OPS versus lefties. He's that bad.
1: That's fun. Uh, So the real question is, does Colby Rasmus start on Friday against Matt (laughs) Boyd? Still probably no. Probably (laughs) doesn't start against a lefty, but they're like, oh, but look at his line against him.
2: (laughs) His only two home runs of the year were in back to back at-bats against
1: this guy. That's funny. (laughs) That's funny. Um, let's take a quick peek of the weekend before we get out of here. i um, looking at Saturday's matchups. Uh, particularly Matt and I both liked uh, Jeremy Hallickson going to Atlanta. He's been good lately. Um, he's still under the 50% on bubble uh, for us to stream him there. But uh, Brad, w- was there any other things there uh, sticking out to you on Saturday that looked interesting?
0: Looking forward to seeing how Ronaldo Lopez performs. Uh, good park to work in. Uh, he had a, an interesting first start. Uh, 4.2 innings, 9 strikeouts, a uh, bunch of runs, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of hits allowed. So, And my scouting report going into that outing was basically, you know, minus command, uh, he gets by with, by working in the middle of the plate. Uh, so if you look at his minor league numbers, he doesn't have walks. Like, he looks like he should be an absolute stud. And he's got mm-hmm. the stuff to be an absolute stud, uh, but that's because he's just throwing it right through minor league hitters' bats. Uh, He can't really get away with that in the majors, so uh, hopefully we'll start to see him work the edges a little more. And as I mentioned, the command's minus, so you you almost hope to see him walk more guys, because it means that he's staying away from the middle of the plate.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I can see that too. I also like uh, Anthony DeSclifani going to San Diego, getting the Padres right in San Diego. He's been confident enough that I like that matchup. Um, Anything on Saturday? Jump out to you, Scott.
2: I forgot to look, so no. No,
1: all right. Well, let's, <laughs> let's, that's all right. Let's peek at Sunday real quick too. On Sunday, um, I have my eye on Blake Snell at home against the Yankees. I don't think they hit lefties that well. It's in Tampa. Yeah, Bay. I, I, I've
2: tried. I've tried playing him a couple times this year. I, 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 he's got upside for sure.
1: Yeah, there's a and the
2: Yankees. There. Man, the Yankees just that lineup is is not as good as the names would suggest. No, nope. nope. darn, they're,
1: they're down there. So he's my. He's my streaming option. I'm also interested in Jared Aikoff going to Atlanta. As bad as Atlanta is they have a lot of lefties though and that's his weakness. So, he's I've Eikhoff's,
2: been burned pretty before. darn good though. He's pretty
0: good. He is. That's it's in, he, an he's interesting against lefties too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, after that, the season I've been pretty even.
1: Yeah, I'm taking Snell. I'm interested in that matchup there, but um uh Matt is going with the return of Homer Bailey. Uh, and he gets a soft landing spot going to San Diego, also. If I like dace I have to at least... You know, in, more of a streaming option than a DFS option. But Homer Bailey's <laughs> back, and he gets San Diego, and that's i uh, am I'm gonna look
2: up when the last Homer Bailey start was. <laughs> it seems like it's, yeah, been, it's been a, a while, man.
1: It's been a long time. Yeah.
0: It was early 2015, I think. Yeah. Um. I think he got like two of them in there. Yeah. For yeah, did. that's
2: right. I remember that because I drafted him that year like, <laughs> in like several leagues. And it was yeah,
0: I, I took him as a sleeper too. Yeah, uh-huh. like, this is a guy who can put up ace numbers and he cost a dollar. <laughs> yeah. And
2: then <laughs> he, and then he slept his way to three
1: strikeouts on a season.
0: <laughs> the other uh, uh, yeah, the other boy, thing on
1: Sunday, uh Rich Hill is back, hopefully, maybe. If, if maybe yeah, it's your it's your boy. Your boy Rich Hill. <laughs> he's still on my roster sitting there day to day, you know, not on the DL. But uh anytime he's back he's pitching he's interesting. I wanna see him be good and I want to see him traded to a contender and I want to see him pitching in October. Uh that's gonna be fun. Uh, just want him to be healthy. That's all. Uh, Brad, anything stick out to you on Sunday? Looks interesting.
0: Um, really looking forward to Stephen Wright versus Tyler Skaggs game. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice challenge for Skaggs against the uh, Red Sox. Yeah, uh, definitely gonna be uh, a good test to see where he's at. And then uh, you know, Wright's always fun to watch. Who doesn't like watching knuckleballers?
1: Oh, yeah. They're they're a fun wrinkle uh, in baseball. Felix Hernandez goes to uh, Wrigley for Sunday Night Baseball, too, which is kind of cool.
0: Speaking of knuckleballers, I got to see Eddie Gamboa the other day in Durham. Oh, yeah. uh... (laughs) I bet.
1: Right on. Okay. that, That should about do it for us. Uh Brad is on Twitter, at baseball team. Brad, you got anything special going on lately? Just more of Dynasty stuff, more DFS yeah, stuff? Yeah,
0: more, more of the same. Uh, today, my big thing is deciding if I want to upgrade to Windows 10 or not. Yeah. Uh, it's the last day I get to decide, so...
1: My yeah. anecdotal opinion is it took a few days to get used to it, and it's fine. I'm fine with yeah, it. Yeah,
0: that's what I figured it would be like. Yeah, and I like it. They claim it's easy to go back to Windows 7 if I want to, so... Yeah. I, I like it
1: just fine yeah um so brad is on twitter at baseball 18 <laughs> let let him know what you thought of the windows 10 upgrade uh yeah. and also your uh yeah your dfs questions and your dynasty stuff and brad writes all over um go go join him there join the uh, daily grind use his picks he picked today against him basically there that's what you can do there um scott is on twitter at scott strandberg scott what, what do you got going on lately
2: uh, baseball wise, I wrote about. Let's see. Uh, I wrote something about Ryan Schimpf mm-hmm. on Monday. Um,
1: Red Hot Ryan uh, Schimpf?
2: Yeah, he's one of those guys that I've really been enjoying playing in uh, in DFS lately because his price still has not cut out to his production and he's just running into homers left and right. Um, so, yeah, I wrote. Wrote a little bit about him, a couple other guys too, uh, like Devon Travis, just kind of like an underowned second baseman column. Uh, Jed Jerko was in there too. Um, but yeah, uh, basically just picked a few guys, that I was like, man, I love playing this guy in DFS, and he's super low-owned. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, I've got my August second base rankings will be up on Monday, um, so that's always a chore, but uh, <laughs> yeah, other than that, not a lot, man. Uh, super boring stuff other than
1: that. Yeah, well, Scott, again, on Twitter at Scott Strandberg, writing at Robotographs. You can follow him there and, and see what he's writing about, including uh, Ryan Schimpf. I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. Uh, love getting feedback about the show. Well, love hearing from the listeners. But, um, yeah, that should do it for us for the weekend. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Uh, good luck with your picks, and we will see you guys on Monday. Thank you for listening to the
0: Field of Dreams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.